0: Welcome back to Talking Gaming and Tech. We got a number of news for you. Along with, we got Starfield launching, we got Elden Scrolls 6 in development, and we got Elden Scrolls? Elden Elden Scrolls. 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 Is this
1: some sort of Chinese rip-off game? <laughs>
0: Elder Scrolls. Six Elder Scrolls
1: Fighter Street 6. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we got, obviously, we got some bad news for people waiting for the remaster of Shikoden 1 and 2. It's going to be delayed.
1: Suikoden.
0: Um Anyway. <laughs> Suikoden? So <Suikoden>, uh... <laughs> You can't
1: get names right. I'm sorry, dude. I can't help.
0: <laughs> out. Anyway. We also have a the Baldur's Gate 3 patch 2 is coming soon, but they already released the big patch that released a whole bunch of updates uh, and whatnot, and we're also going to get, obviously, <laughs> into the whole, like, Starfield thing and all the, whole oh, the crap that's going on with that. Holy Jesus.
1: Um, Don't hype your game to heaven if you're just lying to people.
0: And we got, obviously, the PlayStation Plus is going up in price, along with everything else. So that is not surprising. On the other side, we've got ooh. So well, this is interesting because we're going to get some interesting science news because we're actually going to be developed They're developing right now. Um, electron microscopes that are going to be able to f- uh, see things in three D, which is really cool. Because right now, if I know with electron microscope, you see it most. It's all two D. So yeah, um, that's fun. that's going to be super super interesting Um, we also have one of the most powerful electric cars that are going to be coming out soon even though the company is like hemorrhaging money by like a long shot (laughs) holy crap Um,
1: and
0: we're going to have one of the strangest smart speakers coming out by JBL this smart speaker is going to incorporate Alexa and Google Home in the same speaker (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be very confusing It's going to have identity crisis <laughs> And in the end We're going to get into a full breakdown Of Ahsoka episode 3 uh, so.
1: Yeah, I'll be long gone before that.
0: So it's going to be really, really cool um, A lot of things happened Even though it was a short episode, a real lot of things happened A lot of references uh, So yeah, very cool um,
1: Lots of bad writing
0: A lot of great writing, oh my god Anyway, we'll get into that, everybody. I'm sure you're all hyped for it. That's kind of a little teaser. We're going to get into soak at the end. So um, anyway, a lot of things happened this week. We went to Rush World Expo. We only went one day. Uh, we went on Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and we got these lovely mugs here because mm-hmm. they were actually making um, tumblers right there. They had all the equipment and everything um making tumblers and if you text them an image which i have obviously all the assets on my drive uh on my network so i just found it on the drive uh put it on my phone and then sent it to them and there we go we got our logo actually branded onto a tumbler uh really cool for the same price you pay for regular tumbler doesn't what well, they were not paying the custom price because they were doing a deal at retro world expo which was really cool yeah, yeah it's awesome yeah <laughs> so that yeah Anyway, so, Graham, what have you been up to? I'm going to get more into RetroLex in a minute.
1: Um, well, let's see. The usual D&D stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because Woody is going to be joining the campaign, the cyberpunk campaign. Mm-hmm. And he gave me all his info about his character, which is a um, um, so you can't- thousand... Be- what the hell? Don't worry. A thousand-year-old skeleton... And I just kind of went off to the races and I've been building his planet, which is essentially, I haven't told him all of this yet because he's only giving me background stuff. So you got, you get to hear it first, Bizenga. So whatever you want to do with it in your head, uh, which is probably nothing because you don't give a shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I've decided that his entire planet is a, is, is undead, but after he died. So essentially, his character is a thousand years old. So we're saying his character died way back in the past and became a never ending, living, a never dying living skeleton. Um, During that time frame, and during the discovery of this universe where you guys are traveling in, this planet was found, and a guy who serves a dark guard called Abraxas, which is also the god Woody serves, took over the planet, killed everything on it, and has started farming them into troops and making, like, building a massive force. So the entire planet is riddled with necropolis and undead creatures. So everything's gothic-looking for this planet. So the entire design is goth-centric. That's the basic idea of the world, so I'm trying to make all the maps look like that and shit. Hmm. Um, other than that, play more Boulders Gate. When are we going to play Boulders Gate, Nate?
0: I, wait, I, well, we need this guy to get it, so we can start a campaign.
1: Like I said, I, I'd offer to buy it if we're going to play through the whole campaign. Yeah. Like, I have no problem buying it for him, like, in, a, like, a week or so. If we're going to play, like, once a week or something. Yeah. Blind. We're not allowed, like, not allowed to think about what we're doing. Oh, my. God. Well. No, like, you can think on the spot. But what I'm saying is I don't want metagaming. I don't want you reading read and go. Well if I answer this question this way It's going to change the story this way I want you to answer it based on how your character is Oh So play When you make a character You're going to play your character And then answer the questions how the character would answer them Instead of playing it like you're just playing the game Play it like you're playing D&D hmm. Oh my fucking headset shut off again
0: well, the game Dude, is I'm, the kind of the game is kind of designed like that already. I'm getting
1: real tired of that. This thing is not dead or not even close to dead. It just likes to shut off now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would say the game's already kind of designed like that. It doesn't give you. It doesn't go outside the scope too much of what your character would say.
1: What, no, your you, yeah, that's not what I mean. You can. What I mean is, wait. Okay, let's say there's three options. Let's say the guy says like, "What are you doing here?" And one is like, "Oh, I'm looking around." One is like, "Attack," and the other's like. I got lost. I don't want you thinking, well, I don't want to attack because we'll be in a fight and that could get us killed. I want you thinking, how would the character I've been RPing respond to this situation? Would he just kill these guys or would he lie? That's what I'm saying. Like, we read the things and respond accordingly to how the character would play. Yeah. So we're not playing intelligently and sometime we're going to end up in stupid situations Mm. because we're playing it like the characters. And my character will probably be my new character for any D&D campaign I'm in, if I ever get the chance, which is Mr. Aniston, the dad.
2: Yeah, the dad.
1: Well, because, you know, I do a lot of dad jokes. Like, I'm really good at bad dad jokes. Like, just shit one-liners. So the idea is to play a bard that just does shit one-liners and gives bad advice to people. Yeah, And not even full advice. Like, I would be like, So Nate, how you doing, Nicko No man? I'm depressed, man. You know, life's just got me down, and I'd be like, you know, when life's got you down, mate, just remember one thing, and then walk away. <laughs> my God, <laughs> that I that know. kind of bad advice, that kind of stupidity. For yeah. me, I,
0: I, after I complete the Baldur's Gate, I kind of want to now play through as a Starion. A Starion is like a great character. He is one of the best designed... I love his character.
1: Nah, I like my own personal character. But if you want to uh, play him, that's fine. But that means well, you no. have to be a a sleazy scumbag. Uh, thief
0: <laughs> I just love his attitude He, he comes across uh, like a vampire From a gothic novel and I love it <laughs> I love it
1: I just think it would be fun if we play it like that And we don't treat it as if we're trying To play through the game, we treat it as if we're playing a campaign yeah. That someone else wrote for us And then we'll just make Shadowheart The fourth, player, fourth member of our party So we can spec her completely healing Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because none of us is going to want to play a freaking healer. Yeah, yeah, true. Even if I play a bard, he's going to be like a fighter bard or something. I'm not sure. Uh. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Um, I watched AEW All-In with Aaron. That was pretty fun. Like five and a half hours on Sunday. Um. Did I do anything else? Oh, I played a lot of League with terrible people that don't know how to play. Apparently. (laughs) No, oh, you have no idea, dude. <laughs>
0: Fucking,
1: I don't see how you can play that game and be so incredibly stupid. I understand people who don't know how to play it, but if you're playing at the rank I'm playing, that means you've been playing the game. Mm. And if you're still that bad, unless why you, the hell you Unless you bought an account. <sighs> you wouldn't buy an account. There's no point in buying an account because unless you're getting like skins and shit. Oh yeah. Well, what if it, you bought
0: it, an it, account that had like a whole bunch of skins of the character already wanted, but the character was also like already at a high level too
1: like playing <laughs> it doesn't make sense i'm also playing unranked so oh. i sh- you sh- like you should not be level 30 in that game and be as dumb as you are <laughs> i think what it is is that everybody thinks they're really good because certain champions are designed to be super easy to play yeah so they play these real champions they think they're really good they go in they get their fucking asses kicked and die immediately and if you die once in lane in that game, you're in trouble. You die twice, your lane is over, and if someone else doesn't step up, the game is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very snowbally game, and you put stupid people in that lineup, and it's just like putting their fingers in light sockets. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste all the time complaining about how stupid people are. They just. <laughs> people are stupid. Anyway. <laughs> Go play a real game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus. So. Uh. Yeah, I haven't played any games, I I've played a games at home recently. Just for uh, last Friday, we did a live stream. Yeah, uh, our annual Retro World Expo live stream. This time, we did it from studio because we weren't paying for those hotel tickets. This no. year. because they were like four hundred dollars for two nights, which is just ridiculous. Honestly. I
0: don't know where that one I, guy I, said he got it for a hundred dollars a night. Where we waited way too long,
2: dude. We waited like a month before the damn convention. Um. So yeah, I uh, we did that. And then we went to RWX, yeah. Which was, which was fun. We you know, we brought some information to some people that didn't know things, and uh, yeah, that was fun. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was the video we made. You know, of course we we made a video. We live streamed on TikTok there, which we had a lot of views. Yeah, which was good. And uh, but uh, yeah, we made a video. It's gonna be a little different. Yeah, than we normally do. But uh let will see what happens. But yeah, Retro Expo was fun I one of my
0: one of our favorites. Yeah, it's one of our it's just the thing that sucks though this year. Obviously there's a lot of factors that went into why we didn't get a hotel room. Um and obviously obviously one is I'm not really into game collecting anymore. I'm not looking to buy new games. Um the ones I have are the ones I have. Um for and then the second the reason why is because the prices are too high. Uh, well, that, I th- but, I think the, the price p- is the reason why we pushed away from buying in the beginning well that too but like (laughs) i mean i remember like the very first year going to rush world expo um i picked up like six or seven nes games for like five bucks a piece like decent ones exactly um so it's it it drives me up a wall like these same games and even like like yeah it's just the prices are like mario
2: one two and three are like 20 to 45 dollars
0: yeah Um, they had game boys there for 120 dollars it's like what yeah no um eventually that's got to burst it's going to burst um because it's the reason why it's got a few years ago some people ruined that market um very rich people that got into collecting them and they're not they're not going to stay collecting them and once they get out of it because they won't be in it forever yeah once they get rid of their shit it's going to drop it back down
2: yeah because well a big Um, thing that happened is all these people were getting a bunch of money during covid yes and they were like, "Hey, I'm going to start collecting again. I got nothing else to do besides sit in this house, you know." Yeah. So they they
0: just bought and bought and bought, yeah. And they were paying astronomical amounts that people mm-hmm. were requesting because the people they were selling from to, well, people that were selling to them knew these people had a lot of money and, and yeah. charged them astronomical prices, and they paid for it, and then that raised the value of them all. Yeah. So it got really stupid. Yeah. So, so once these people realize why do I have all this shit and get, <laughs> and get rid of it, yeah, the price is going to come back down. It's going to burst. it's going to burst. Yeah. To burst. yeah. yeah. Um, but um on top of that too we also had none of the people like none of like the kind of like normal main like people you know in the retro gaming world uh as far as that goes like we didn't have norm wasn't there from gaming historian um uh, pat the nes punk wasn't there um uh, granted metal jesus doesn't come there that often came that one time um obviously he wasn't there uh there was a couple of people that really don't like uh Woodhawker hasn't been there in like three or four years uh the game Chasers haven't been there in like four years uh, granted the game chases aren't really as relevant as they were anymore no yeah so i don't know i, I really correct like I mean that i like retro world expo but i didn't think it was worth a two day for one this year at all after look, looking at the lineup uh granted there was cool people there but i don't know what i could have got out of being there a second day yeah herpes there was nothing else i was really wanted to buy yeah like we don't go there to buy the
2: video games per se we go right there to get like the art yeah the yeah like I, which i did get some
0: cool art from my yeah, walls i did art. too i
2: just haven't hung it up yet <laughs>
0: yeah um and there's a lot of cool and obviously the other thing we go there is for to obviously you see a lot of people i haven't seen in a while uh which is really cool like we got to see you and talk to marlon uh yeah. if you haven't checked out he's uh, another podcaster only true gamers if you want to go check him out um, so we've talked we've had him on the podcast. Well not podcast, we've been on his podcast before. Yeah. yeah. A while ago. <laughs> um so yeah, and obviously all the regular people like Chris, Lance, um can't remember the other guy's name, the main people from uh Retroware TV that run yeah. RWX.
2: Did you see the email we got? No from RetroWare TV. It's by from that guy oh it Justin is Justin Silverman he is the now rep <laughs> that's funny that's his name I know I know that's too- I was like oh right, there we go
0: because he used that's to be too- part of Cinemassacre yeah I guess he's not part of Massacre anymore like I'm pretty, pretty sure I think from. James I don't know if James I think he might have broke ties with uh, Screenwave Media I think I think his stuff is still sold by them oh, okay they probably have rights to a point but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I think he kind of broke away Yeah. but anywho because I know he wasn't happy with it either. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, PlayStation Plus. Some of us have PlayStation Plus. Some us don't. I don't have PlayStation Plus. I've never had PlayStation Plus. <laughs> I used to have it when it was, that's all they had. Um. But it is now going to be going to $60. Nope. $280. There you go. <laughs> Uh, 130 100 100 hundred to 135 and 120 to 160 uh for the individual type plants, um and this will be effective september 6th um and obviously this is like we were looking right before the podcast we're like well what does xbox charge and xbox a char- lot more for it's, lot more. it's actually not much more <laughs> it's like around 10 to 20 dollars more um we were looking um so yeah. it's so it's them like it's uh, well, uh so it's, it's- it's like 99 keep... a month, which comes to like two hundred four dollars for yeah. the the top 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 practice. Um, so it's more like them. Okay, well, Xbox is charging this much. We haven't upped our prices in a while. Um, we have to keep up with the industry standards. Here, we're upgrading, updating them to this point. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it, That's a natural thing. Well, th- that service just started last year. The
2: which, whole the essential premium a, and extra thing. There's, yeah.
1: there's some rumors going around too. Um, something involving there was a YouTuber talking about how they, they're testing a new emulator for like PS1 all the way up to like PS3 games and shit. okay yeah
2: cause that's one of the complaints cause it's like the where's thing my Playstation 2
1: apparently does a lot of the shit that people do on like the PC ones Yeah. so like mm-hmm. in other words my PS2 emulator I can make I can make a Dragon Quest 8 look like Dragon Quest 11 yeah. graphically yep. With that, and apparently that's what the, the emulator does. It, it, it does all this kind of crazy upscaling and reworking. But well, I don't know how valid that is. That's just someone was talking about it on NeoGAF.
0: Well, the early PS3s had the emulator in it. So they have one that ma- they made. It just never was put into anything else. They put it in like a, only a very certain models of PS3s early on. And that was it. It never made it anywhere else. So they have one. They had oh. one
1: gonna go ahead and save this i'm i'm trolling through twitter right now to find information about the end topic oh, okay. okay okay so yeah because there's there's a lot of shady shit going on with this and it's disgusting
0: okay Shakodin one and two hd remasters has so been del- we get in so we get in Shakodin, so we get in whatever you want to call it so we get in shakoden so we get in and you said the same
2: thing over and over. Just, just
0: shut up now. <laughs> the upcoming remaster of the first two Suikoden games. uh Title. <laughs> yeah, one and two HD remastered. Uh, Gate Ruin and uh, Duan Unfection Wars. Now, okay. So all right, no so Konami is making... The... So We know Konami is making... Suikoden. Suikoden. <laughs> Suikoden. There's your uh, pronunciation. Yeah. Suikoden. Yeah, Konami so says the shuikiden. Sudekin, <laughs> Sudekin.
1: Hey look at the bright side You didn't say Suikoden, <laughs> suikoden. I've heard su- from stupid people like that, Along with Chocobo <laughs> sure. Chocobo Ch- <laughs> you son of a bitch Not Chocobo
0: Anyway team will be working on Getting the remaster ready for release As soon as possible Delay was announced on Twitter uh, In what is now an all too familiar format for game delays uh despite the best efforts of the deck we call it dedicated development staff to the release of the remaster in 2023 uh additional time is needed to ensure the quality performance. yes that is good i am glad you don't want to don't no more of this just releasing shit my god um if it has a problem and it's not 100 yeah take some time take some time i don't care that's fine with me Uh, As long as you give a statement why. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) While no new release window is given for the game, Konami says it will be released as soon as possible. And There are more updates that will be shared um, on the weekend in social media accounts and website. So that's actually really cool. The remaster will be released on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, and will also be playable on the current-gen PS5 and Xbox Series S and X.
1: Okay. So that's cool. Who cares if it's been deleted? I will gladly accept the delay for the release of secretly the best game released on the PS1. Mm. It's not debatable. It's not even close to debatable. I will literally shut down anybody who wants to debate it with (laughs) me. It's a goddamn fact. If you didn't play this game, you do not know how good it is. Uh, uh, I understand people don't like RPGs, so you, you can sit out. That's fine. But if it is the best written game on that system, and to this day, it's one of the best written games ever made.
0: I don't know, I heard Siphon Filter was the best game on CS1. <laughs> Dude, I'm not
1: even, I, I know I'm trying to... I'm... I'm it's I'm better, not, than, it's better than Final Fantasy 7? Dude, it... The only reason why people talk about Final Fantasy 7 is because Konami released this thing and only dropped like 100,000 copies worldwide out of out Yeah, that's, that's a good Like, nobody person. could get this game. I uh, had this fucking game. The... Long story short, the very basic story of the game, you probably, like, nowadays you've heard about it because people write stories like this all then. But back then, no one was doing this. The base story of the game was about two friends who, who stumble upon a power, like, they, they get dragged into a war and they want to stop the war. They're tired of seeing death. They stumble upon a power that gives them the option to, to stop the war, but what it doesn't tell them is by taking the power... The only way the war actually stops is that they both become destined to rise to the top and one of them has to die and destroy the other one and then war will stop. So these two best friends who grew up together from childhood realize halfway through the game that they are destined to kill each other and have to end each other's lives in order to stop the war. Yeah, that shit wasn't written in games during in like 1996.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a good, games yeah.
1: had no story like that, and there's a lot more detail to it. You can you can make some choices and actually save your friend at the end. You can save Joey, and and not kill him. But like, there are three different choices you can make, and if you make the wrong one, you don't you save him, but his sister, your sister, dies instead. <laughs> yeah. So no matter what you do, you can literally unless you do exactly right, the the basic plot point is that you sacrifice someone you love, which is why you took up the mantle of power in the first place, to stop that from ever happening.
0: Yeah. It's, it's
1: extremely detailed for an old game.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it is it's up there for the storytelling. It's just that um I don't know. I don't know the best way to explain it. Yeah, the sale were like the release was bad, but there was also like the Japanese market I, wasn't sure about releasing like they still not know this day to releasing like RPGs in such a grand scale in North America because um that's that's a big part of it.
1: It was bad translation. Okay, the yeah, first if I'm not mistaken, the first Suikoden came out came out around the same time as like Final Fantasy Seven. When did Final Fantasy Seven come out?
0: Oof uh nineteen ninety six. Ninety seven or ninety six?
1: FF seven for U.S. market. That's what I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember offhand. I just ninety seven. I just remember I bought a free right. PlayStation. So, because of that game.
1: <laughs> looking right now in the um, in the U.S. market, ninety seven. So the first one came out a year ahead, which is around early. That was basically around launch window for PS one. So it right off the bat, that game's not going to sell well. I still have my copy somewhere around here, which is awesome, but you take that game not selling well, but selling well enough so that they're like, oh, maybe we'll bring the sequel over and then they bring over a badly translated version of the sequel and they drop it in a time frame where the P- the, the the PlayStation 1 is on its way out. Mm. And it's just, Chakodin never got a chance to be anything. Oh, and then when the, when the third the came along, <laughs> they, what?
0: You said Chakodin.
1: So we get in and never had a chance to be killed anything. And then to make matters worse, when they made, the, they made games for the PS2, they, cha- they did the PS2 style RPG. Yeah. So they took out the world map. They took out the top-down view and all this stuff to try to make it appeal more. And oh, those the last three games, the, sorry, last two, because the fifth one's really good. But the, the two in between were really bad, and they just killed the series. Yeah, but no, yeah. number two is one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. Sweeten. Did, did you do that? Sweeten it in. <laughs> Let's put it this way: that game is so good and so unappreciated, and it sold so poorly. You have to ask yourself: how did the new game, that is exact ripoff of it, the one that the uh, those guys made for Kickstarter, yeah. have one of the most successful Kickstarters ever? Well, if yeah. that game sold. If the series itself sold less than a million copies, how is that game? How is this new version so big? I'll tell you how, because people have emulated it so goddamn much that they all want a new one, and yeah. it's one of the most successful Kickstarters ever. And it's just an RPG that no one's ever heard of before.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like people don't realize that RPGs, tactical RPGs, turn-based RPGs, are really popular. Obviously, in Baldur's Gate is a big example of that. And we're going to get to a story in a minute about them. Um, but yeah, that's it. People want turn-based RPGs. Sure.
1: Yes, A yeah. loon Chronicle of a Hundred Heroes. Oh yeah, but that. I'm just looking. I just want to look at the Kickstarter right now.
0: It raised a ton of money. Holy
1: shit! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Fucking Christ! <laughs> it isn't the biggest Kickstarter in history. The biggest Kickstarter was Brandon Sanderson's Kickstarter. But that's all. <laughs> but it was it
1: was huge. It was up there. It was up there. <laughs> And that reminds me, it's been like a year and a half, man. My Wild Arms game's coming soon. Oh yeah, Armored Front or whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, the Armored Front one. Yeah, yeah.
1: I forget what it's called, but I'm, I'm, that and, uh Shadow Hearts.
0: Yep, the Shadow Hearts one looks incredible. Holy crap!
1: But yeah, like again, we can't. We're boring. We're boring, um, Bazinga. But yeah, well, for people out there who who love old school style RPGs and never got a chance to play it mark my words you will not be disappointed in the game it's beautiful some of the music's great they do this fucking intro and it's they got some of the best music ever and i'm not talking about the intro at the very start i mean the one after you hit the start button and it's just flashbacks in black and white of these two friends growing up together learning how to fight and then wanting to join the army so that they can um like, do good around the world and all that stuff. The, dude, the game literally starts with your own country, Bazinga, killing your unit so that they can have a false flag and a reason to go to war with their enemies. And you make it out alive, watching your friends and family killed by your own country so that they have an excuse to go to war.
0: Yeah, Oof. That's pretty rough, yeah.
1: That is, a in, that is an intro to anything. That, that's fucking hype. One of our,
2: One of our viewers has Shadow Hearts
0: for the PS2. The Shadow Hearts 1 and 2.
1: Um, Shadow Hearts 3 is not bad.
0: Shadow Hearts 3 is not bad. I never played the third one.
1: Um, It's based in America. You play like a kid that's like a detective. Mm. But yeah, Shadow Hearts 3 is not bad. But yeah, Shadow Hearts 1 and 2 are great. I'm a bigger fan of 2 than I am 1, but they're both, they're both goddamn great. Yeah, they're I'll both give really the good.
0: Um, so anyway, on the subject of turn-based RPGs, Baldur's Gate 3 patch 2 is coming soon with major changes, including fan requests, um, but they already released their main patch, which fixed over a thousand bugs in the game, which is crazy. Um, I guess there was a lot of bugs with like events not triggering and stuff like that properly and whatnot, and people, yeah. get, people getting stuck. Uh, there was a few other things that happened that were kind of major. Uh, so Larian elaborated on the major performance improvements and <laughs> many new tweaks and changes coming to Baldur's Gate 3 in patch 2. According to the studio, patch 2 will include uh, substantial performance improvements uh, particular to act 3 uh, as well as a better closure to the story in the final act of the game. So I guess that's interesting. i going to change the game a little bit. Well, I guess give more more detail probably to what's also, happening.
1: Also, tune in because we will be playing this shit very soon on
0: yeah. yeah it's a more flushed out ending, how they put it. In addition, the studio will be aiming to fix issues regarding certain events in the world not triggering or cases where players have reported being inexplicably locked out of the storyline. Yeah, I know. I saw that. That's rare, though. Um, You have to really break the game and do that. Anyway. Um, Anyway, so that aside, that's the big news that's happening with the game. But it is
1: getting an Xbox release um, now. Oh, yeah, they get, got a date. So Yeah, they, they just decided not to do the split screen because of the GIMP box.
0: Yeah, the so Larry has announced that the Bulgegate Gate 3 is coming to the Xbox Series X and S uh, later this year. However, the series edition will not include co-op. Oh. Yep. The PS5 one is going to have co-op, which is coming out in, on the 6th. How does co-op even work?
1: Um, You literally wander around. And if you go talk to someone or get into a fight, you get locked in combat, and I'm still free to move around and stuff. Kinda. And then I have to get there before you die. Um, I <laughs> was watching
0: a live stream with people playing, and one dude got into combat, and it put the other person that was literally like wicked far away into combat.
1: No, it puts them into the turn into turn based mode. Yeah. but not combat. Initiative, right? They're, they're forced to. They're forced to move back. Yeah. Because what do you? What's the rule in D and D? Don't split. The party.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, this is going to be bad, learned. man. Nate's
1: going to do that I mean, you were playing cards while <laughs> the fucking Fang was being eaten alive.
2: <laughs> Nate is going to do And he's being eaten alive
1: again. Dude, how how often can this man get himself surrounded and almost killed? <laughs> We've had four sessions, Bazinga. It's happened three times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway. Nate's going to
1: wander off. wander off. I'm not talking about Nate. I'm talking about Val. Oh yeah! Like we've we've had four sessions in Cyberpunk, and he has gotten himself almost killed three times.
0: (laughs) He's a man
1: is a psycho.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So Bethesda. Bethesda. Dun dun dun. dun, dun. So Elder Scrolls Six development begins. Really. Should have been gone a while ago. Uh, <laughs> though Starfield is Bethesda's priority for a while, they say.
1: Yeah, because yeah, they have uh, a lot of fixing to
0: do. Pete Hines, head of communications at the company, spoke the, what to. They,
1: the problems that they have can't be fixed.
0: So, Pete Hines, head of communications at the company, spoke to Vandel about how teams are splitting the workload between support for Starfield and the next chapter of El- Elder Scrolls series. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Anyway, we have all we have all our studios focused on making this game the best it can be. He replied regarding the immediate release of the Starfield. And yes, there are people working on Elder Scrolls 6, but this is what the studio has focused on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hines also confirmed that the Elder Scrolls 6 is now in active development. Really, cuz it couldn't have been it was supposed to be in active development like 5 years ago or 6 years ago. Hmm. Uh, which is an uplifting announcement for the fans. Bethesda shared that the game was in pre-production at the start of 2022. Really, then, why did they show a trailer in like 2017? It was it. It wasn't even a trailer though. It was a ground a sky and then i know I'm but that's what i i took that as we're beginning development on oh yeah yeah yeah. now uh, we have an idea yeah well actually <laughs> i personally thought they started elder scrolls six as when they released elder scrolls five but apparently i was wrong like most no the c- only reason do.
1: why the only reason why they showed that thing was to make people think that they have a, that microsoft has a lineup i still PC people to this day saying elder scrolls six will be coming out next year Last year, they said it was coming out this year. They literally... That's why they showed the CG trailers of, like, Avowed and all that shit. Because they wanted people to think the games are on their way. Which they are, but they are... That's a technicality. They're on their way as in, like, you won't see Avowed for another three years. You're not going to see Elder Scrolls for another six years. Like, they just want you to believe that so that you buy in now to prop up the failing system now so that they can make it to their new system because... They're having such a crisis of sales now. Yeah. Yeah, and so, that's not fanboy bullshit. They sold less than 100,000 worldwide last month. Mm-hmm. So After their big show.
0: Yeah. No, I find that completely ridiculous. Like, you can't have that big of a gap in your game unless you're actually actively developing it in that entire time. Which you're not. No, you're not. I understand not.
1: Elder Scrolls. Dude, I understand Elder Scrolls. This is going to take forever. There was no reason to show a CG trailer except to trick your fan base.
0: No, I know, but there wasn't.
1: Because there's a long ways before that game comes out. There's
0: no reason to show a fucking CG trailer unless you're actually developing it. Period. Period. They'd even show a trailer. They, no, but there's no even announce. <laughs> no, they Elder showed
1: Sh- a 30 second tidbit where they they claimed it was like a trailer. No, yeah. no, it
0: was just a. It just said I Elder Scrolls Six. That's all it said. But didn't it say it was in development? Yeah, yes, <laughs> um, it did. So no, that's just it's ridiculous. And no, and this kind of attitude makes me go, please, can I have the will not to buy this goddamn game when it comes out because I don't want to. And yeah, you know, I'm I convince buying, everybody I'm... else in the world to, to do
1: that so they don't buy it either. Yeah. No, I would rather Wait. see it die. Well, he, here's the thing. <laughs> it's funny you brought that up. Because limiting, limiting their games to Xbox and PC is, shut up, cat. <laughs> and then lying to their fan base for a third time will convince people to stop buying your games and also not improving your engine will stop will convince people to stop buying your games oh
0: yeah yeah no so this and we'll so, get
1: onto that in a minute
0: so yeah no we'll, we'll move right into starfield because i want to pull, bring out one thing i saw a video of someone going well why are fans complaining that starfield is just elder scrolls in space i'm like because the game industry has evolved past what Elder Scrolls did, and they have improved upon it. Like, between Elder, what, Elder Scrolls, like, 2 and 3 were drastically improved because that's where the industry like, that's where game mid was going and they had mm-hmm. to catch up and they did now they are not they're just doing the same goddamn thing and expecting people to, to freaking buy the game that's why people are mad that Bethesda made a Bethesda game because the Bethesda game idea is outdated you need to move forward and make something goddamn new it's not like, the same damn shit
2: like Ubisoft and yeah their, their tower yeah thing. yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. And Holy again that dovetails <laughs> into our next conversation about yeah. Starfield. Exactly, yeah. So when you're ready, we can start having our conversation. Yeah, about- we can get into it. Okay. So I'm laughing because it's hilarious. Like because I want to play I want to play this game, but like So th- Over the past like two weeks there have been leaks. Gameplay leaks for this game. And there's a reason why there is a video on YouTube called Todd Howard Tell Me Lies hmm. where they play the old Fleetwood Mac song Tell Me Lies and then they lace in him saying stuff about his games. and they Because he's a lying piece of shit. He's always been a liar. When Morrowind came out, they claimed that there were a thousand dungeons. When you play Morrowind, you start to realize that, yeah, there's a thousand dun- dungeons technically, but they're all of the six or seven same biomes. Yeah. And then they're they all look the same but they're laid out differently.
0: And they're very tiny too. Yeah.
1: yeah. So then you get to um you get to now and what you have here, and these are all leaks, they're not completely substantiated. These are leaks from people that are breaking NDA. But what we learn is that for one, you cannot fly planet to planet. You cannot land wherever you want and then explore the whole of the planet. Um, there's a limit to how many places you can explore per planet before you have to reset the planet. So, I'll go through each one of these. So, the oh, first I, thing... I
0: know about the resetting and, of the planet. We'll get into that, yeah.
1: Okay, so for the first thing, you ha- when when you want to fly to a planet, you can fly around until you see the planet. And then you click on it, like you, go, you stop, and you pick where you want to land. You don't land your craft, you don't fly it down mm-hmm. at all, you don't take off and fly off the planet. Hmm. They said... You are going to have unparalleled exploration. You can't. It's literally, so, which means that every planet is literally an instance. So it's not technically, you know what I mean? It's not like an open world. You go from, like, an instance planet to an instance star system to an instance planet. Mm. Okay? Two, when you land, you pick a location. It's roughly, some of the locations that have been said to be roughly 10 minutes. If you run in any direction, you run for 10 minutes. And then you hit invisible walls. Yeah, yeah, ten minutes. At, yeah, it, it depends uh,
2: on the planet, though, because yeah. sometimes it's like forty-five minutes, and well, okay. and it, and it triggers okay. you to get back in your ship it. and reland on the planet.
1: Okay, the point is, so there's a lot true. of barren
2: planets, so I would expect that. Well, no, yes, no. yes.
1: this is the hang on that, That's not yeah. the argument people have. Yeah. This whole argument stems off the fact that they told you that you would have ex- unparalleled exploration. Mm-hmm. They claimed you could explore the entirety of these planets, but you can't. Well, you Two, can,
0: you can, but it's you, not. Fluidly. No, no, yeah, I'm not done
1: yet. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me finish, and you'll see what I mean. So if you land, so say you land on planet douchebag, <laughs> Nate's favorite planet, area, yep. and you pick you pick area A next to the river Pasinga. Yep. All right. You land, you, then you take off, and you pick area B next to the river, like a block over, and you land. Okay. You cannot walk from yep. area B. to to area area A. You can run for 25-45 minutes to eventually hit an invisible wall.
2: Yeah, I've seen the videos of the invisible wall.
1: And, if there is a city in area C on the other side of it and you land in area B, even if you get the high ground, you can't see that city because that city is instance out and doesn't exist. It's just buried.
2: Now, are they okay? procedurally generated though? Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. That, so well, it, that's why some, it's not some, existent.
0: Yeah, but if it could some, start no. linking them as soon as you explore a planet, like keep some like expanding, extends.
1: Not, I'm not done. Mm-hmm. Some places are not <laughs> procedurally generated. Okay. Some planets are handcrafted. Some sections of planets are handcrafted, mm-hmm. so that you could have like these locations that need to be handcrafted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Problem number three, if you land four times, then take off and try to land a fifth time, you will have to delete one of the other generated areas so you can't go back to that. Wow. Because you have to delete that. Now, again, none of these things would be a problem if they didn't fucking lie to you in the first place. If they told you we're building Elder Scrolls in space, it's going to be super cool, people would be like, yay. But they told you that you could get off one planet, fly all the way to the other, land, and then go search around all over the place anywhere you want.
2: What they could have said is, this is our goal.
1: Yes. (laughs) Next. Next. They have footage of interactions with NPCs and stuff, and it literally just looks like better graphic than Fallout 4. Yeah. So a guy <laughs> comes running in, looking stupid, stops in front of you. Hello, sir. How are you? You have, like, two options, and that's it. Yeah, so it's Elder that Scrolls,
0: happens. like, in space, because the, the interactions in Elder Scrolls are terrible.
1: And, <laughs> and again... The reason why this is pissing people off is not because it's Elder Scrolls in space. It's because they told you when it comes to all, like the engine and stuff that all this stuff was going to be mind-blowingly new. And it's just the same fucking game. Then there's gameplay footage that looks wonky. The shooting doesn't look great. And there's footage of people meleeing monsters from 30 feet out. <laughs> <laughs> they They should have,
2: like matched up with no man's sky and made the game like okay so this is but the they thing so need to,
1: so because if they just got on stage and said hey oh, this yeah. is what we're doing you can explore these planets but you don't have the freedom to explore every single place everywhere at all times people will be like, yeah but it's elder scroll in space i'm cool no you fucking told people to get excited for this and it's literally mid elder Scrolls.
2: it's oh. ki- it's kind of like what i say with uh like star wars and star trek that you go to a big planet but you only see this. You know, the little city, and you think that's the whole planet. No, Well, I don't. <laughs> no, I
0: know, but like they, that's what, how they make it out. That's all you ever see. Um, anyway, so, no, the main reason, like, I, that is ridiculous. And what is the one game that you would compare this game to right now? Steven what, Apollo's Star Citizen? T- yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Star Citizen and, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, no Man's Sky, because No Man's Sky is doing what they have better now oh yeah yeah no oh, yeah. Star- no
0: Starman and Skies is a whole nother level but like i'm talking about game because well St- 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 star citizen's not officially released yet so no no it no. um, made but, 600 million dollars though yeah but there are people playing it which mm-hmm. is crazy and the how big it is it's it probably you could probably fit all of starfield in like a tiny quarter of, as, of star citizen yeah but i think in star citizen you just fly don't you i don't yeah, think you get you, out of it the- no but like fly- the space stations are probably bigger than most of the planets in starfield yeah, I know, but you don't walk around and get out. Yeah, you do. You do
2: in certain. Yeah. Citizen? I've never seen. I've never seen footage of that. Yeah. I don't yeah, pay you, attention you to you it. But do yeah. all that
1: stuff. Oh, oh, that's that's okay, cool. that's and the bases cool. are huge. I don't, want, I don't want us to run out of time before we get into the major controversy. Okay. Okay. So let's move forward a little bit more to the big thing, and mm-hmm. that is Microsoft trying to manipulate media. I mean, uh, MetaCritic and OpenCritic. Mm-hmm. So, from what I can gather. You have Eurogamer um, Metro Gaming uh, Shotgun uh, Sorry, Rock, rock paper, paper Shotgun, shotgun.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, What was the other one? Metro.co.uk. Yeah,
0: don't include your yeah, co- taco said, in that. Can taco has been burned; has burned every company, and nobody company wants to deal with them anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it doesn't matter. I'm adding them in. I'm adding them in because they're, they're being denied review access. Yeah, but
0: they're not. But, they're not yeah, but they're not. Every copy right now, they like no company no, they're wants not. to get...
1: every. Literally, the only two companies that do that are Activision and, and now Microsoft. Nintendo has also the
0: blacklisted thing. them too. Nice. Um,
1: yeah. There's like seven other ones. I don't know all of them. All these people are not getting copies yeah. for review. And the reason, and again, like I said, they're trying to manipulate because people like this jackass, which I'm going to send you right now on Facebook, got a, are getting this in the mail because they're trying to buy reviews like they did with um, with they did, like they did with Halo 3. OK, they sent this guy now for a quick reference for this Colt Eastwood piece of shit. All right cult he's cult. the guy uh, yeah i'm gonna call him, i'd call him a piece of shit to his face too because he is anyway because i don't like this i hate disingenuous people this guy a month before redfall came out said he was flown out to microsoft to play redfall final product and said it was polished one of the best games he's ever seen in his life and there was nothing wrong with it we're in for a treat people <laughs> and then it came out <laughs> And we all know what it turned out like. Oh,
0: God, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: this guy is a shill. Do you see what I sent you on Facebook?
0: Uh, I'm looking right now because it doesn't Look open up the- on my phone. If Yeah, you should have posted it on Discord.
1: I am oh, I apologize. I will throw it in Discord, too.
0: Okay, yeah. Throw, okay. It, in the, okay. throw it in the podcast because like, you can access it right there on the screen right now. Yeah. Right. If you put it on the Discord right. one.
1: Look, yeah. My bad. Matter of fact, the picture comes up. This is what they're sending to their... Um, much preferred reviewers, fantastic.
0: <laughs> as in,
1: as in the people that they gave review copies to. Oh,
0: A that they oh, want oh, the kind of Steam cool. Deck.
1: <laughs> what? I want the Steam Deck. We're gonna have to make one like that now. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not cool. But This is what I'm saying is they are not giving cop- review copies to anybody they think will be fair and balanced. Oh. And they're giving fucking swag bags like this to people to get better reviews
0: oh yeah of course they have companies have been doing this for years
1: (laughs) yes you're right people do this but the people the companies that give swag bags give them to everybody yeah for example when sony sent out a swag bag thing for last of us 2 every review outlet got it send us what they didn't do (laughs) what they didn't do was sit down and not people that matter What they didn't do is sit down and go, well, Eurogamer reviewed our last game poorly, so they're not getting a swag bag or a copy of the game. Um, Metro reviewed our last game poorly, so we're not giving them anything. They are trying to manipulate the the Metacritic, which is also why regular review copies are not going out until the night the pre-release launches. As in the people who pre-bought the game, Mm-hmm. So nobody who bought the game Is going to know if it's good Before they before their payment goes through Because they're not sending review copies They're basically day wanting review copies Instead of they day wanting it to the early access That's what it is, early access
0: Yeah, that's why people need to delay themselves And wait a day after release And then buy the game
1: And again, my argument is that you don't make the game look good if you're manipulating review scores. You could just come out with a good game. Yeah. I know it sounds dickish, but you don't need to manipulate scores. And the reason why they're manipulating scores is because they know people are going to knock them for the hype level that they generated. Oh, yeah. When a reviewer goes, well, I I can't travel across the whole planet. Like, you know that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah oh yeah no i i I am like levy said yes it is a bad thing bethesda is making a bethesda game they need to fucking evolve christ (laughs)
1: yeah they've had eight years to evolve that's the part that and i bet you i bet elder scrolls 6 is the same way
0: oh yeah elder scrolls 6 is gonna be dead in the water if they do that completely dead the series
1: it will sell well because fanboys are fanboys i mean i can show you list of people who like i love elder i love fallout games Starfield's gonna be a perfect ten, even if it if it's exactly the same. And I'm like, oh dude, god, I would. <laughs> I, look, I love Final Fantasy, and I told you I want old, I want some old style Final Fantasy games. But if every Final Fantasy game from seven to now was exactly like seven, I would be tired of it
0: Yeah, you'd want it to evolve a little bit. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I just like, I want to buy this game. I'll probably play it at one point. But I've been soured by so much shit, including the. Like I'm sorry, people, but I am sick and tired of Xbox fanboys. They are the most disgusting gaming group on the internet. Oof. In every way, every every day, dude. I guess I somehow curated my Twitter, but every day I get on online, <laughs> and the first thing I see is some stupid douchebag telling me to remember that that Sony has bought out all of the public, all of the um, review publications, and Microsoft can't get a fair shake. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> well. What? They haven't released a, a good game in like 15 years. I mean, <laughs> they've made good games. They've made a great game in 15 years. It yeah. has
2: nothing to do with the reviewers. There's another topic we left out. It's the, the PlayStation Portal. That's going to be $200. And there was this article we found. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's, yeah, I had, so I had, I made a, I was messing around with, I always mess around with the US AI tools and there was an AI tool to write articles for you. And I was like, Ooh, let's see what happens. <laughs> I gave it some false information. <laughs> And I said, write an article about this, please, and it did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tagged, I made it, I, I added, I added it at the end of it. I edited a little bit at the end of it, and then I changed the authors uh what do you call it name? Because it's just like a random name. And I changed the picture to Grim as well, <laughs> and hoping he would notice. He didn't notice the picture right away, though. But
1: <laughs> I didn't read your shit at first. I, I wasn't paying attention to that. And then at Dude, end, I'm sorry, man. It funny, but you have to understand, like I i'm not i'm not trying to toot my own horn here but at think about writers and you know they say writer's block Hmm. it's 100 real i'm not a writer but i get stints where i can't come up with any good ideas for my my campaigns and i can't like motivate myself to build so when i do get something and i get like a spark in my head I just focus on that for like four days in a row, mm-hmm. and that's basically what happened this week when Woody gave me the ideas for his character. Oh, yeah. It's it, like sometimes I have no motivation to do anything with it, and then I'll get a spark, and I end up spending eight hours working on it because I've got an idea flowing, and I can't stop coming up with ideas.
2: So, so at the end of that article, it, it said... Only fanboys like Grim from the channel Tech Prime Media will enjoy the conversation (laughs) (laughs) portal.
1: I'll enjoy it on my toilet. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, that was a funny thing. Yeah, no, AI tools. And so so everybody knows on the AI front, though, too, uh, granted, this is more aligned to the second half of the podcast, but I figured I'd bring it up now because we're talking about AI. Um, So a judge did issue, so we don't know what's going to happen in the appeal, but a judge did issue that anything made by AI is not copyrightable.
2: Oh yeah, I saw that. So that whole thing. That so Steve like, did. so
0: if like the act, the Hollywood stuff wants to go forward with their crap, um, they can do that. But like, say like they release like the next Marvel show, and part of it's written by AI. Well, now someone can take that and they can sell it. They can download it, mm-hmm. and it's not yeah, compatible. They can do whatever they want not, with it.
1: Yeah, that's literally not how it's going to work because they'll be they'll be. A way where they could just rewrite certain aspects Of it and it will fix the problem
0: Yeah but if any aspect so the way the ruling was If anything's aspect of your creation Is done by AI it's not copyrightable Wow
1: So like, Here's my problem why are you happy about this Because the writing has been so shit in Hollywood I'm ready for robots to do it for me <laughs> uh. You're laughing but it's goddamn true Nate I know you love Everything that like freaking they put out For Star Wars on Disney but let's Cut let's cut Star Wars out of it and let's just focus on all the other shit. Every single Marvel Marvel show is literally the same thing, where they just change the characters and the setting.
0: Yeah, I, it's hard for me to say because I'm not a big fan of Marvel anyway. But like, well, it's, it's the so, same so,
1: thing with the Star Wars movies. So shows. Is
0: the what DC with the Blue Beetle? Uh, yeah, people are like, yeah, oh, the Blue point. the Blue Beetle is Ant Man. I I'm a fan <laughs> of DC, but I'm not a fan of that. Like um,
1: the the writing on TV shows, is so incredibly bad now, that you are praising a show that has mid-as-fuck writing as great, because you've forgotten great writing, like the original Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah. Well, Dance of Dragons is really good. Uh, they've done a really great job. Sticking with the yeah, book. Yeah, but they're time. basing it on a book! They're sticking with the book right properly. Which is good.
1: Like, from an honest point of view, if you took the Star Wars out of Ahsoka, do you think the writing in that competes with Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad? Oh. Actually, no, 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 no,
0: no, no. There's there's a step better than Breaking Bad, and it's called Ozarks. And it's, it's okay. incredible. Okay. <laughs> it's incredible. You take
1: a look, back? that's the point. The writing is uh, so bad in, in shows today that you are like, hey, man, Ahsoka's pretty good. Yeah, because everything around it is literally a piece of shit. And Ahsoka's like the piece of shit that hasn't dropped yet. It's J- a little bit better than the piece of shit.
0: Jason Bateman is one of the best drama writers of our era. He is fucking brilliant.
1: This is why I stick to anime. Oh, I started watching Vinland Saga. I'll cover that before before I leave, if you guys want to for the next part. Well, let's I well, walk second season of Vinland Saga.
0: Well we'll we'll jump into it and then you can cover it right away. So that's what I mean. Yeah, so hold on everybody. So this is the end of the gaming portion of the podcast. As you know, we are part of the Darkening, so we want to tell you a little bit about it and our sponsor.
1: Hey kids! It's time to check out the Darkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Redoctopus, Splash Paces, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, still talking with, my God, man, I can't read all of these. So just feel free to play and experiment with the Door Eating Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows stocked full of dirty goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Greetings! We are the Retro Redoctopus Cephala Podcast, a bi weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons. I don't know, help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabib! Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts.
0: Or how to install a samouplage.
1: And unlike all those other podcasts, we at RetroDocopus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week we'll have a whole new host. A
0: problem. Hey,
1: they might still suck, Do you like retro video games?
0: 80s and 90s toys and have a love for nostalgia. Hi, I'm Russ Lyman. What's up, guys? I'm Jay, the NES addict. Welcome to the Weekly Warp Pipe. Jump into the Warp Pipe with us and go back to revisit all the
1: awesome things from our childhood. That's right. Every week we discuss something new, like the hardest NES games.
0: or What it's like to get prizes out of cereal boxes.
1: What our top 10 toys were.
0: <laughs> Battle Beast.
1: No, dude, it was Ninja Turtles.
0: Oh, yeah. Cowabunga. Cowabunga.
1: So be sure to check out theweeklywarpipe.com for more info.
0: And we're proud to be a part of
1: the Dorkening Podcast Network. That's right. You can join us every Saturday at 7 a.m. for new episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: Or catch the video version on YouTube at the Weekly Warppipe Pipe channel. That's the Weekly War Pipe every Saturday at 7 a.m. The Weekly
1: Warppipe.
2: You know, you you never brought an empty bag to the
0: studio. So you yeah, good point. I do because <laughs> I was hanging gonna hang it on the wall. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. Well, I'll have one soon. Okay, so right. we'll bring it and we'll put it on the wall. All right. Um, I am also going to. So this is kind of a spoiler to people if they are really are fans, they'll know in a hint. But we are going to be printing out. I'm going to print out a QR code in 3D printing. Okay. Okay. Do you know what that QR code is going to link to? No idea. But... Whoever decides to do it oh. that's in the studio is going to get Rickrolled. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be just one of a random dude, Easter egg.
1: Go ahead and show out how old you are.
0: Oh, it's, it's just one of the weird Go ahead. Like, anyway. Show
1: how old you are, dude. Rickrolled?
0: Rickrolled. <laughs> it's just an old gimmick because it'd be neat on the wall. People are going like, what's that QR code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so Grim has been
1: watching Vinland Saga. Uh, dude, ha- oh, my God. What? Heaven! Oh yeah, no, it's no. You know who realmsmith Smith is, right, Nate? Yeah. You know how they do D and D stuff? Yeah. They're starting up a Shadowrun campaign. Oh. Shadowrun is a dead platform. Yeah. <laughs> Give Damn. me Shadowrun.
0: Damn.
1: I'm fucking hyped now. I'm gonna watch that for sure. Okay. All right. Anyway, as we were saying, sorry.
0: <laughs> so you, so Grim wanted to talk, talk about how he checked out Vinland Saga recently okay so i started watching
1: vinland saga too. Yep, and as we were talking about and the other thing about good writing and the balls to do good writing okay and this is why i love anime and this is why i think bazinga needs to get into anime okay because like i said the balls to do something vinland saga is a viking anime that the first season is riddled with violence and blood that's the entire point of the first season a little kid loses his father kind of becomes a nut starts hunting down the guy who killed his father and becomes like a legendary warrior on the battlefield so he can find and kill this guy alright series ends bad stuff happens he ends up a slave and the balls that these guys have for the second season of the manga and the show there's no fighting there hasn't been any fighting for seven episodes at all well, literally yeah, well, nothing Well, that's because, he's all- a, he, that's
0: because he's a slave
1: Yes, but, but it's yeah. all character development. Oh yeah, yeah, the no, main the... character is a pacifist now; he doesn't want to kill anymore. Yeah, yeah. And they have they were like, they were like, our fans would love the show; they're not going to stop watching it. Yeah, that's and why. And I think that takes a ton of balls to do to yeah, start no. off with.
0: And that's why I went after because I read after I watched the first season of *Vinland Saga*. I read all the manga, every bit of it. I'm still caught up to it. Um, it's absolutely incredible. And I said to you, and you said you didn't want to know anything. And I said, well, the second part that they're going to go into remind me a lot of Roni Kenshin. And you were like, well, I don't want to know. I don't want to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. that Like, you you feel like it's not because you're like, oh, this could be boring. Yeah. But it's still great writing. Oh, yeah. They th- Like, the scene they had, I think it's like the fourth episode, but they had a scene where he gets knocked out. And while he's knocked out, he wakes up. In um, what's supposed to be Odin's mead hall, but it's not. It's like Odin's hell, and he's hanging from a cliff, and he looks down, and he sees just millions of people killing each other over and over again. Yeah, and he sees uh, uh,
0: his what's his face there, Um, his father. No, not his father.
1: Oh, Askeladd. Yeah, Yeah, he sees Askeladd. Explains to him the hell that it really is. But like the writing on that show is absolutely amazing. I'm pretty sure I'm seven episodes in. I just got done. With the episode where the guy, the guy with the red hair on the horse, shows up looking Mm -hmm. for his wife, yeah, and they capture him. That's the last episode I watched, but that show is effing phenomenal. I I would suggest you watch that show, Bazinga. Even if you don't like anime, I guarantee you you will enjoy Vinland Saga because it doesn't feel like an anime. I
0: I love the fact that they're sticking right with the manga so well; like it's great. (laughs)
1: Like I'm telling you, it feels you're. You watch that show, you will be surprised at how well-written it is and how good it is.
0: And I do have to say, like, obviously, people don't realize, like, the first season, obviously, they they kind of took um, the story of Hamlet and took the beginning of it and then took it, branched it into their own idea, which is really cool. So, Dude,
1: like, I don't want to spoil shit. I don't know if I can convince Bazinga to ever watch it. But if I do, I don't want to spoil it. But it's the writing on that show is phenomenal. Um, I have yet to check out the new... Um, Ruroni Kenshin because I'm waiting to get a chunk of episodes. So do you know? Well, do you know there's no dub done yet? Oh well, then I'm gonna wait for dubbed because I, I want to make Aaron watch it with me. I've gotten her into a few shows. Oh. Like we watch uh we watch Demon Slayer together and she yep. loves Demon Slayer. Um, she's watching Vinland Saga with me. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. You know if the, I, don't I don't know. If there's
0: wanna... a release date for the dubbed yet. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, there should be one coming. Yeah, I would expect. If not, I'll watch it subtitled. But yeah. Anyway. All right. um, other than that, I haven't really watched anything and I got to take off to eat because I got to get up at six in the morning and go right to work and mm-hmm. do yes. packaways, which is going to be fun because I can't wait to move gazebos and shove them up my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Missouri. So have a good day, guys. Anyway, right. so. see you guys Saturday.
0: Yep. yep. So, so, obviously, that being said, what stuff what the hell have you been watching? So I you know started watching Ahsoka last week. Yes. We'll get into that later. But you got into watching Rebels.
2: Yeah, because I had no idea what was going on with Ahsoka. <laughs> like, yes. I'm like, who are these people? What's going on? They didn't really give yeah. a lot of information about yeah. it. Because Ahsoka's Prince Rebels season five. Yeah. So I started watching that. I just started season three. Okay. Yes. So it's not bad. There's some things I don't like how the show works. Like it just ends. There's no like, I don't know. It's like, okay, yeah, we saved the day. Dinner, You know, oh, yeah, they're short though. It's like yeah, 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know. They they I do like how the the it progresses and it's not like just episode after episode like a lot of like yeah. cartoons but, and stuff are. But there's good like twenty six episodes per season something like that. Twenty two. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. But uh, it's it's good it's good. I like it. I, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah uh, yeah yeah. I could say Tony Camper he really likes Ahsoka. The, okay. He's like man she's a hero man she's awesome that she's great yeah so oh it was really good. Uh, I've been watching uh, was it Lioness. It's a, just a military show, like a drama. Loyalists. On uh, Paramount. That's um, eh, about it that I can remember.
0: It's about <laughs> it, apparently. <Come> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so obviously I've been watching Ahsoka, uh, watched the premiere. The premiere was freaking phenomenal. Holy freaking crap. Yeah, the first two episodes were great. Um, I do have to say I am disappointing so if anyone doesn't know what the podcast Lore is um, it's a really good podcast that eventually got um, picked up by Amazon to do a TV show version of their podcast uh, and what they do is just start, like they take like obviously like backstory like lore and stuff about things like for instance they did an episode on obviously Mercy Round in our state uh, oh. and got through and like, basically debunked the whole thing which is cool and mm-hmm. reveal all the story um for the most part just said like southern Southern Islanders are a bunch of idiots. And we were. We were a bunch of morons. Why we believed what we thought, I don't know, no idea, when there was people in Providence that told them what the hell was going on. And they were <laughs> Oh no, that can't be true. It's vampires. No guys. <laughs> we know about this disease. There's scientists in Chicago that are discovering it and curing it. Um so was but, it tuberculosis. Yeah. yeah. So we knew about it, like, but then this farmer had to listen to his hillbilly friends in Southern Round, or probably my relatives. <laughs> um, which is sad, but yeah. A lot, a lot of those
2: ghost stories and stuff derive from tuberculosis. Yeah. Like like, like my story with the, that happened in uh, Connecticut. Yeah. The, but, but that's not like vampires or anything like no. that. It's just it's different.
0: But I was... So I saw... Uh, well, Marie found that because uh, I think Jack Parsons is as deranged as he was in parts of his life. He is one of the people that helped NASA become who they are. Um and we wouldn't have modern rocketry if it wasn't for him. Uh, with for Jack with if it wasn't for Jack Parsons. So they did an episode on Jack Parsons like, oh cool, let's watch it. They focused nothing on who Jack Parsons was. It was ridiculous.
2: <laughs> I was like, no, so what the... disappointed. And, and
0: usually, like, Lure does a pretty good job of, def- like, finding stuff and digging it up and, like, doing a great job with it. And I was like, they did nothing. They didn't focus on his first wife who eventually ended up becoming head of the OTO. Uh, they didn't focus on... They focused somewhat on his relationship with Aleister Crowley, uh, but they should have focused on more how he saw him like a father figure. They didn't focus on the fact that he didn't actually have a father. The only father he didn't have, he hated him because um, um, the guy was a piece of shit. Um... They didn't focus on... There was so many things they got wrong. They didn't even get the end part... run. Well, they... Okay, they said that's not what's happened after they showed a scene. Because they over... They do dramatizations. They showed a scene and they said that's not what happened. Okay, then why did you shoot it like that? Mm. Like, they shot a scene where she came running into the thing after he blew himself up, which he did. But she wouldn't be able to have been running into it. The entire build, Half the building got blown up with him. So, they, like, so they're like... Holy crap.
2: Dramatization...
0: Oh, yeah, oh, that never bad. happened because oh, it couldn't. It was bad. <laughs> and then the thing that really pissed me off, I was hoping it was going to be in this documentary, is the all the shit that happened with L. Ron Hubbard and how L. Ron Hubbard conned him out of $270,000. Mm. The guy, Elron, if they would have showed everything that L. Ron Hubbard did... Uh, to this guy it would show people how much of a piece of shit L. Ron Hubbard was that guy if there should be a picture of him when you look at con man in the damn dictionary <laughs> that guy was a piece of shit like but the problem is i guarantee the producers at amazon because this is all throughout scientology if you speak out against scientology they send people to you Oy. they are creepy shit yeah um yes. so shady um i wish somebody would do a real documentary about alan Hubbard and who he actually was because he wasn't some miracle he didn't know the secrets of the universe he didn't know any of that shit mm-hmm. he was a con man the guy was a, so even in through the journals of people that were living at the parsonage which is the house that jack parson built and had everybody he knew come live there Everybody that was part of the oto um came and lived there and he had an article and he had, basically had a advertisement in the paper hey come live here uh f- come rent here uh rent a room out to me but there's one uh, stipulation you can't be normal you need to be an artist a poet or somebody you can't be a normal person of society and mm-hmm. that was actually in it so he wanted the strange come there that's fine hmm. um so but L. Ron hubbard was a con man and people right, and everybody knew like he was collecting disability but everybody knew him said he was faking it <sighs> give me money it's ridiculous this guy was completely faking it like it's just ridiculous um so and he used to tell war stories and shit all this shit like completely fake like bullshit like one person pointed out to him one day i guess at the partage one guy stood up and was like guy if all that shit happened to you you'd be over 100 years old Mm. like give it a rest (laughs) so (laughs) anyway
2: so i i just you know, I just got a, I got a phone call. Okay. It went to voicemail, and it just wants to remind me that my 50% coupon for Comcax, Comcast Xfinity is going to expire soon. Oh, no. I don't have Comcast. I don't I even know.
0: think we could get Comcast here.
2: No. <laughs> <And we don't laughs> Leave have, me alone!
0: We don't have Comcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, I, I really enjoyed it. But, yeah, I'll get into Ahsoka on the second half, though. The one thing, though, I do have to point out, I discovered something really cool. Um, So, sound effects are always a thing. I'm always looking for making videos. I always want other sound effects. I always find new ones. I found a tool that's free. You can pay for it too. There's a subscription fee if you want to pay for it, but you get a good amount free. Uh, it's called Kratos. And you can make sound effects with it. Like And it, like, you choose an environment. Uh, you choose like a surrounding. And then it gives you other options to make that different. And then you move the mouse around in different scenarios, like on this little box. And it basically has different types of sound or how it's going to come out. And then you move it there and you hit the mouse or like hold the mouse, or move the mouse, and it'll make different types of sounds with that. And then what's really, really cool, it's made to work natively with DaVinci Resolve. So if you have DaVinci Resolve open along with this sound program, you can make the sound. After you make the sound, it'll immediately have a thing come up at the bottom of that screen and say, drag this box over to DaVinci Resolve, and it'll automatically put it in the scene. It is awesome. Sounds like a short video we need to make. Yeah, (laughs) it 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 is great. Um, so yeah, it's one of the best tools for sound effects. Um, I found out, and I can I'm gonna make some really cool sound. effects The fact that like you could pick footsteps and then pick what they're walking on, and then all you do is tap the mouse button, like tap it or hold it, like to make it like a hard step or a soft step, and tap it as fast as you want to make it like say make it like a scene do, where do someone you, like do you like record
2: it when, you're yeah. Playing, when you're so you yeah when you so you so you
0: could watch the scene and tap it with the person's feet, then drag it over into it, and boom, there you go. That's really cool. It is it is awesome.
2: Now what if <laughs> what if you now can you record your own sound effects and put them into that or is that what you pay for?
0: I'm not sure what else. Like you say can you
2: may I want to make this sound of a glass.
0: There you go. Yeah, well, something yeah. like that. There's other ways you could already do that. This is this allows all uh, this allow has a huge number of sound effects already built into it that you can manipulate and turn into other sound effects. So that would work for our ambitious stuff we want to do yeah so like i kind of wish i had this because there's a lot of cool laser gun and you can see oh, how the laser gun God. fires how long the bursts are i was like i wish i had that for the short we did uh for battle royale oh yeah, it would have yeah, worked yeah. out really well yeah that in uh it's a lot of the stuff a
2: lot of the uh, game smashes we did in the yeah. past oh because that was a pain in the ass yeah putting uh,
0: putting the sound effect in each time yeah, you could actually sit there and just wait, watch the video and hit it as the gun was firing, to make it sound like a laser gun. It's really cool. If, if you guys want,
2: really want to see some like us start from the bottom and work our way up with editing, check out our game smashes because yeah. they have really cringy intros, but like <laughs> they get better as they go. You're like, wow, how they do that? Yeah. It's all in front of like a little green screen. It, yeah.
0: It's, well, that was kind of a big green screen. Well, that yeah, that was a big. That was
2: like ten. 12 feet yeah but, but yeah i was really proud of that yeah no that but, was yeah that we're gonna eventually we've been talking about it for what two years now or a year now yeah the problem is just getting people here yeah. like yeah right so, we, 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 we want to make some game smashes and we have a new channel that we're going to
0: do but uh yeah yeah and definitely there yeah. will be there's going to be a total of like four or five shorts on there for available so <laughs> and when we get a good portion of them uh, we're going to start releasing them, like, every couple days to get traction to Game Smash Channel mm. uh, to get people interested. So, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, let me get back down. I am on the wrong one. I need to go to... Take. Okay. So, Alexa and Google Assistant are together.
2: Together. Finally.
0: Oh, at last. Really? In the all-new JBL speaker. <laughs> so, three new JBL smart speakers from Harman... Will be the first to offer simultaneous voice assistance so you can ask Alexa to start music and then ask Google to stop it. It's <laughs> not Harvard Cardin anymore? I guess not. Uh, the latest retro style smart speaker from JBL are the first to house Google and Amazon voice assistant in one place for simultaneous use, uh, something Sonos was never able to achieve. <laughs> Announced at the IFA tech show in Berlin, uh, this week, the Harman new JBL um, authenticates two hundred dollars whoa, $320, Jesus Christ, for a smart speaker. Jesus, people.
2: There's some crazy smart speakers that are expensive. It's it's kind of ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and then there's the 500 edition, that's $700, and the portable, that's $429. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it comes with both Amazon and Alexa Google. I mean, it looks cool. I love the retro style of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the Authentics 200, 500 and 300 You're paying for the Google Assistant
2: yeah. Or the Amazon,
0: you know, you're paying for that Yeah, sounds of Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's neat looking But this is really, it's really interesting though How they have them both, like you figured They have an identity crisis going on here jesus <laughs> i just want a stereo set of
2: speakers to plug into my freaking record player <laughs> like oh i got i got the, the 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 little amp speaker that it's a it's a bluetooth speaker yeah it's a line six big one the medium size one which is great it sounds okay with, with when you plug a guitar in it because that's what it's made for yeah it, it's uh it has sound effects that change everything but you use your phone i hate using my phone for everything like when it comes to other devices like I want to use my phone for my phone. I don't want to have to log into on my phone to use my speaker. Hmm. I don't want to, have to log into my phone to use my freaking drone. You know stuff like that. It's so freaking annoying. <laughs> everything. Like I'm surprised. I, I they probably have remote control cars that you have to use your phone for. You know stuff like that. It's just it's a it used to be a cool thing, but now like you when you use your phone for like everything now using having to like not
0: use it to when you're trying to use your other devices a pain in the ass so interestingly you point that out for not using your phone because i think you remember when i used to say uh at our work i'd be like why don't you use your phone take notes okay mm-hmm. i always did okay i have i that's why i had a note <laughs> no no okay i did this uh what do you call it because when i started doing it and then i realized okay so then i saw this study
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i found out they found out well, i didn't find it they found out handwriting notes you'll remember it better the retention's better and the development your mind actually keeps on working on it mm-hmm. um so that's really interesting and i think about back in the days when i used to manage with like a little book in my pocket and i'm like i really did was more structured then and it was because of that and i was like wow that's really interesting that they found that out and it's like it's like it slows your mind down anyway yeah well we have other problems at work. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you can ask Alexa or Google Assistant to stop certain tasks, music that's playing, uh, timer that's going off, or an alarm, and that activity will stop regardless of which assistant actually initiated the activity. Um, okay. While the assistant, what do you call it, aren't linked to each other, you have to set them up. Separate. Yeah, so that's what I thought. So, you have to, okay, so now of a pain in the ass that would be. Okay, the, okay, does, okay, aside from how great it is, and my house is a smart home and, and I like it, yeah. but it can be an absolute pain in the goddamn ass. Like when things start going wrong, it is a pain. Oh, yeah. Like when the lights stop working, yeah. you gotta reset everything and yeah, it the, is a pain. Oh. And then the fact that there's no complete standard app for all these things. So every you, brand you has never the, had a problem with that
2: before though. I was always complaining about that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Oh, I got these light bulbs, but I have those light bulbs over there. So I do not have I a problem with it. every fucking app for every different kind yeah, of light bulb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until like, I had like, until like, like right here in the back of us, we have these uh, monster, yeah. RGB triangle things. That's an app. Yeah, the light bulbs are an app. Uh, it's just there's too many. Too, uh, I know. I don't want them all on my phone. I just don't care.
0: <laughs> well, what I usually do is, and this is the way the problem comes into, because I'll install the app, get it set up, and then I'll delete the app. Yeah, is what I use. What I usually do. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, when things are wrong, you have to go. Okay, what app is that? Yeah. I usually have to unscrew this fucking light bulb. Look at the brand. Look <laughs> the, up the app, and then you got to remember
2: <laughs> like what name and password you used for that that app. Because oh, sometimes like, it makes you do that. Because like my, my my air conditioner had a, the the app had an update.
0: Yeah. No clue what. <laughs> oh Jesus. That's also a thing that's smart. My air conditioner. Uh, yeah. Oh. So yeah. No. It's it's nice, but that's kind of ridiculous. Like no one. Okay maybe if you're that much of a sadist you're going to enable both of these
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> alexa and google
0: yeah Ooh man i wouldn't do that myself that would just you want to double your headache go for it
2: <laughs> i'm just like
0: you can go ahead and do that um hey stupid turn on the lights but i guarantee they're not doing it for that reason they're not selling this so you can use both they're selling it so people will buy it on both sides of the fence that by the, the Google users and the Alexa users it's so those people will both buy the same product that's why they're doing it well yeah and they're also doing it so if you decide to one day you know what I'm sick of Amazon I want to have my whole ecosystem Google or I'm sick of Google I want my whole ecosystem Amazon it's so you can do that that's what it's for
2: and we never made a video on it did we but what but we uh, about smart homes. no because back in the day years ago when we were doing the podcast i i was anti smart uh, smart speakers and stuff yes. yeah because i'm like what's the point of getting uh, that because in my mind it was at the time it was just hey google blah 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 blah. yeah that's it that's all it was but now you can do, do lights and stuff like that so i went and said on the stream on our podcast that i I was gonna try it out with the smart stuff and see if i use it if it changes my life you know no and we never made a follow-up to that but it it has because i always use the lights yeah we all get home turn the lights on and sometimes i'm just too lazy to even talk (laughs) but uh i do have a bunch of like i ordered i have some like light switches that i never installed but i just bought them because they were on clearance yeah but uh yeah so I use the smart stuff a lot. I no, wish yeah. I was a little bit more smart, like my my front, front door and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, there's a lot of things that are smart. Like, um, Like I have smart security cameras now at my house, stuff like that. Like, I can tune in, look at my cameras anytime, and change things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I haven't changed, my outside light is so out of date. I have to replace the entire housing if I want to update that to a smart bulb. The thing has, like, a bulb that, like, doesn't exist anymore. Oh. But it also doesn't die. Mine are just, light, <laughs> mine are
2: just smart bulbs.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's some weird, like, proprietary, like, I don't even know. Uh, but, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. Let's get into this car. So, Lotus will reveal the electric Emia, Emia, Emia hypercar? Emia, I think that's how you say it. Anyway, hypercar, September 7th. Uh, the four-door Grand Tour will be the third EV from the British automaker. Uh, Lotus next electric car uh that we call it? the 2024 emia we'll get an official release in new york city on september 7th the british automaker announced and the hyper what the hyper car yeah hyper car reveal will be complete without a lot of yeah on, well, uh hyper bowl hopper oh my god hyper bowl. <laughs> jesus christ hyperbole hyperbole but they said hyperbol <laughs> that's how it's spelled i know i know hyper, yeah, anyway Lotus says the EMIA. Uh, yeah, but after seeing Hyper. Yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Lotus says that the EMIA will be the most advanced full electric Hyper Grand Tour GT in the world. A teaser image shows that the LED of uh, light of the car in the rear and tailgates, uh, and not much else. The EMIA was previously <laughs> known by the codename Type 133. Using the same architecture as the Electri, Electri aka Type 132, and boosting many of the other specs uh yeah so where was it yeah the lotus which is owned by china's geekly geekly geekly, geekly? Ge- not geekly i want to say geekly but it's geely geely in the most processing <laughs> yeah so e where is the horsepower this goddamn thing? all right yeah so the battery capacity obviously 100 kilowatts and 600 horsepower That was the Electri, though. Yeah, and that's what they're based off. This car uh, is based okay. off of. Yeah, that's, that's that's a lot of horsepower. Yeah, but what? uh
2: One hundred kwh. Yeah. What? What? Oh, milliamp m a h. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. so watt, okay. Yeah. So it's like a thousand. Yeah.
0: One hundred. I don't know what Teslas have for battery. I'm not sure. I don't remember him um yeah really and there's no tesla that's doing gt but <laughs> uh all right they're always just so expensive oh yeah this yeah this is but yeah it's gonna be an expensive car um but <laughs> this is the sad part the automaker only sold 576 cars in 2022 down 62 from the previous year according to motor motor one uh, the company also posted a loss of $145.1 million for the year and could be looking to be shed over 200 jobs. It's 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 because of the price, man. Oh and, yeah. Well, the, and the research and development. That's why they probably lost so much money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with the eye on the future, EMEA invents. Uh, sounds like it will also be a journey into the Lotus past. The Automaker is touring the New York City Reveal as a multi-sensory multi-story experience with over four floors of the Chelsea building devoted to journey through 75 years of heritage technology and performance. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> the 2024 Lotus Elite Al- is
2: 115,000.
0: Oh, holy shit,
2: okay? That's why they only sold. Yeah, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> like come on. Let's see. what's that what's that one called? The 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 new one? The EMEA? Um, EMEA. EMEA. 93,000.
0: It's a little cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> you can save about 50 grand. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well uh, that's the Emira. I don't know who's buying a freaking electric car to go run gt though uh,
2: electric. no electric.
0: <laughs> no what's this one amia amia
2: because uh that was the amira oh the twenty twenty four 24
0: amia amia. amia 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 yeah it probably isn't the price you're gonna probably reveal the price on the 7th yeah uh yeah. when it comes out
1: Probably like very 200 something
0: thousand dollars. Yeah. Freaking something stupid. It's going to be. <laughs> it's
2: going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if that other one was 115 if this is one, 150 Because it's half the size. You know, it's a smaller car. Yeah. So
0: 600, 600 horsepower with that small-ass car. When we make it as big as Mr. Beast, we can buy one and review it. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Coming coming soon (laughs) to our channel. (laughs) Well, Inus Tech Tips is doing a car trail soon. Oh, no. Yeah. But they're going to stretch themselves more thin after this contract. Well, no, no. They did, like, um, he did say, um, because I don't know if you, I listened to the WAN show. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they are delaying it. they are waiting until they're ready to do that. But that is something they've been playing for a long time, really. Um, so they That's are. That's why reading. they got the big, the big. Uh... That's why you see random car reviews and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: yeah. you're seeing how the audience reacts to them.
2: So I wonder how they get. The, do they like sam- sample them? You know, do they send them a car to review or something? How does that work? Know. Yeah, I don't know hey if you want we'll do some car reviews and uh, send an email <laughs>
0: uh, yeah
2: get, get tech geeks at gmail.com
0: uh, so this is interesting this science discovery is pretty big so pioneering single pixel technology achieves 3d imaging of living cells anyway um so obviously, the image below is an artist rendition. It's not a real image because it isn't completely in development yet; it isn't done yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, researchers over at pioneered a 3D SPI method that allows high-resolution images of microscope objects, presenting a transformation approach for future biological research and optical sensing. Um, as you can see, there's a diagram below showing traditional uh, electron microscopes, and it's a 2D image that you get of the object you're looking at. This one will allow for a 3D, you can see it in real spectrum, what it actually looks like uh, in your electron microscope. Hmm. So single pixel pixel imaging has become attractive 3D imaging. um, So through single pixel detection, instead of controversial array sensors, the performance of the SPI exceeds the uh, conventional (laughs) ones in spectral range, detection, efficiency, and timing response. So furthermore, the single cell cameras um, outperform the yeah, conventional imaging methods at weak industries, single photon level, um, and precise timing resolution. So the SPI technology generally developed, what do you call it, on-time flight, TOF, I guess they, they call it for short, um, stereo vision to extract depth information. However, existing implications can only reach millimeter level at best, which is incapable of imaging microscopic objects like cells. Uh, to ex- exceed the resolution limitations, the research built a three D LFI SPM uh, prototype. As a result, the prototype achieves an image volume of negative well, two the three hundred well three hundred ninety power times three hundred ninety times three three thousand eight hundred cubic um, micro. I think it's cubic micrometers to the third power. Yeah, I think that's cubic micrometers. Anyway, and a resolution of up to 2.7 cubic micrometers. Um, And literally in 37 cubic micrometers, the reformed label for the 3D imaging of leveling hemoglobins. (laughs) So yeah, cells. So yeah. So that's really interesting. And it's I know it's mind-blowing. I said this to somebody else. I was texting somebody uh, about this. And they had no fucking clue that we didn't actually know what cells look like in 3D because we don't <laughs> Like but what about the images in the book when you look at like that's a, that's an artist rendition guy. Oh yeah. That's not what they actually look like. <laughs> we're actually going to be able to see them now if this technology is. We'll be able to see micro like like microscopic objects actually how they would look if they were like sitting right here like this microscope. microphone. You know what I mean, actually now, how they are. Now, what do they try <laughs> My mind's Burning. Um,
2: oh my god. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is like like what if they're looking at like a microscopic bacteria yeah. and it turns. You can't tell that,
0: that it's a three D image or a three D or No, okay, so or is it gonna be like looking at a three D S. So if you So think about have you ever used electron microscope? I maybe when I was a kid in All school. Right. So obviously most of the time, those things get put into slides and stuff like that, and they're yeah. squished. Yeah, they're flattened. Yeah, um, and then electrons are fired at it. Um, okay, and yeah. the image comes back. That that obviously that's what that shows right there. So okay. as the image flies out, we're getting a two D rendition of it because that's all we can do right now. Okay, so we well, see any, it as any, a flat object. Um, any image you look at though is but 2D. It, it'd be like if an electron microscope was right here and fired. Um, looking at us if we were microscopic. It uh-huh. would, imagine this scene flat. It would look like this microscope is like this against this, kind of, if you looked at it right away. Okay. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell that thing's standing up. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of things that will have better understanding on basically how cells m- like multiply and stuff like that. We'll have a lot more understanding of how that actually happens. It'll kind of have a
2: look at what like a...
0: Uh, like a
2: those maps look like with the mountains yeah where you can see that the mountains are 3d just not a
0: picture of an image. yeah yeah so yeah it's going to cause for a lot of advances uh single pixel volumetric volumetric imaging by three-dimensional light fluid illumination uh by you fan you i'm gonna butcher that guy's name (laughs) but yeah that's that was that by the way anyway so yeah this is going to be yeah gonna help yeah it's gonna help us for advancing uh, science and understanding our world just a little bit more mm-hmm. which is gonna be really really cool and I saw that story but that is a huge breakthrough okay ahsoka so what the hell did you do or did I click on how about you go back to slack so I can click on the right article maybe there we go okay so ahsoka episode three we'll get into episode one and two because we didn't cover that either mm-hmm. uh so everybody knows this is a spoiler this is the end of the podcast if you want to click away that's fine come back and listen to it after the fact but we are going to get into spoilers for episodes one two and three for ahsoka so you have been warmed Warned. anyway you have been warmed. <laughs> so uh all the episodes have been great and it blew away my expectations for episodes one and two it literally felt like um Rebels season five, because episodes one and two were literally a prologue to the end of Rebels, and then the end of season episode two was the end of Rebels. It was exact. He shot it scene for scene, uh, which was great to catch you up to n- you know where you are in the like, storyline. I'm watching Rebels now, yeah, and I'm getting the two shows
2: confused. Oh my god! Like because the because the the. the... When I first started watching Rebels, all I could think was reboot because it's got that like 3G, I mean, the CGI type, uh, oh, yeah, animation. But a lot of it looks real. Sometimes it look real. Like sometimes, like the stormtroopers when they walk by, the explosions, they look real sometimes. A lot of that stuff. So I'm getting them like when they're in space flying because that's all CGI anyway. That's looking more realistic with the, yeah, the, the, sometimes the, the starships
0: look really real and then sometimes they don't. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like. Getting them mixed up a little bit, but yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, um, and obviously if I don't even know Dave Filoni, like that's one of his favorite characters. Obviously, his Dave Filoni's favorite character is Plo Koon, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so, but yeah, Chopper, He's Chopper the, is the real. Best. Yeah, <laughs> uh, live action Chopper is great. Uh seeing live action Chopper, uh, especially like the scene in the second episode, they're flying away. And he, him, and Hera are fighting. I was like, and that's a constant thing in Rebels. He, he's always arguing with somebody, and him and Hera like arguing back and forth. That was just, like perfect. I was like, that is great. That is that is Rebels, right there. Um, and if I anybody didn't know, he picked up a Lego uh, Star Wars Lego and threw it out of his little compartment thing.
2: Yeah, well, that, when you said that, I was confused, but it, it's it's big. It's like yeah. it's a it's big. It's big. Yeah, but that that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Was cool. I'm like, <laughs> all right, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it is neat. He is just as entertaining as R two D two.
2: One of the things I keep seeing in memes and stuff is uh, that ass. <laughs> they are love- they are keep talking about Sabine and uh, Hera's butt. Oh it's god. funny. It's so funny. They're like, no wonder Kanan was into it.
0: <laughs> oh my god, Jesus! It's so funny. Oh, anyway, aside from that, ass. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's still, <laughs> yeah. That and anybody that's a spoiler? I have not watch Rebels, so this is a spoiler, obviously, for Rebels as well. If you didn't watch Rebels, this is a complete spoiler, because uh, three, two, one, it's gonna reveal it. Kanan died in Rebels. What? <laughs> no, nah, I saw,
2: I saw. So when when this show came out, there was just tons of things yeah. on Instagram and TikTok showing like scenes and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So Kanan died in Rebels. Uh, they are supposed to see Kanan in this show, but it's gonna be a flashback, obviously, or he's gonna be a Force ghost or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am excited to see that. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, but one thing though, too, as if anybody didn't watch the end sequence, um, they did, because you can't read it, but people have already deciphered the runic. Um, the end scene is actually a Game of Thrones type intro for Star Wars. So, oh, going through all the planets that are throughout the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, the end scene where- of what? The end scene of the show, the, uh, where the you see the, of Ahsoka, you see, like, the trail like going from one planet to another to another to another. It is the Game of Thrones for Star Wars. Game of Thrones like type uh, intro. I don't know. It's don't, really cool. I haven't seen it. And um there's runics labeling all the planets and people did decipher the planet, decipher the runics and figured out what the names were. And it's all the planets throughout Star Wars, all leading up to the last one which is the new galaxy they're going to. Um but some have not been we don't know who they are. So there's a planet called Odin spelled a Y that we're eventually we're probably going to see in this series. Uh, but they're probably going to go to, and mm-hmm. that's getting pretty cool. And there's a lot of other mythology, like the names of the two characters, the Dark Jedi, kind of Dark Jedi, that we see. uh, Shin, uh, Baelin, uh Baelin Skull and uh, Shin Hati are also mythological names in North mythology of two wolves chasing the sun around the moon. So there's a lot of wolf references, a lot of North references, a lot of Arthurian references in this show, which is really, really cool. Uh, so of-
2: explain episode one.
0: Explain episode one. Well, get to it. <laughs> we didn't talk about episode one and two yet. We. So we did. So episode one uh was mostly just like showing you before the end of Rebels, like a couple of years after Return of the Jedi. I think it's I want to say five years after Return of the Jedi. I think it was taking place. It was around yeah. that. It was five or six years after Return of the Jedi uh we obviously catch up with ahsoka uh and what she's working on and she is at a temple where she is looking for something we don't know what it's looking for and then she finds it and then there's people after her um those people after we saw previously in the beginning of the episode, we saw that there's two Jark jedi that are trying to find something um baland and shin um and they take down a uh republic new republic cruiser um that so, scene where she cuts the circles into the
2: ground was freaking oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah she's great with lightsabers
0: <laughs> yeah, she, oh she's in yeah she's incredible well she was trained by the best anakin yeah so yeah um so yeah obviously that blows up and we see that huyan is also in this show he's flying the ship he's working with ahsoka um now is he in rebels does he i don't remember if he's in i think he's in like one episode of rebels but he's in clone wars Oh uh, okay, All right. so yeah. um, but yeah, so and he's a robot that trained Jedi for long, long time. He's been training Jedi for a thousand years or so. Yeah, he used to work at the or train he, at the yeah the, he, the academy. Yeah, the cool. Jedi. Yeah, the Jedi temple. And and <laughs> <coughs> Ahsoka
2: and Kanan were survivors, right?
0: From <coughs> Ahsoka's the, from, not a Ahsoka's
2: not a Jedi. Well, she's well, she's got powers now. But hey, okay,
0: you you okay she, so, she she let it go so she gave up but wasn't she wasn't she at the like the, the kid where the kids got killed yeah um so that's the thing about the show that's really cool uh ahsoka sabine uh ahsoka sabine uh Balin and shin are all not jedi but they're all being trained as jedi yeah but they're not jedi mm-hmm so, well, which they, is, just, they, well they, they, they said that everybody has a little force in them. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, but Jen, uh, a Jedi is an ideology. It's a way of thinking. It's oh, a way okay. of believing. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen somebody more that portrays a Padawan of a Jedi Padawan. Like, I don't mean like a Sith Padawan or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean an actual Jedi Padawan more than the girl playing Shin. She is... Oh, she is betraying herself as a perfect Jedi Padawan portraying portraying not being along da- down to the Jedi braid, mm. uh, which is called the Padawan. Uh, it's called yeah, the Padawan yeah. braid. Uh, and she's very stoic, which is a very Jedi thing to do when you're training. You saw that kind of uh, way of being when Obi-Wan in Episode one Phantom Menace, he was acting the same way in his place because he was a Padawan mm-hmm. under Qui-Gon. Uh, they're very stoic because you're still learning. You're not a Jedi knight yet. Mm hmm. Um, so there's a lot of things there. So she's being trained by, I think, is her father. I think Balin Skull is her father. He's a survivor of Order 66. Um... Oh, him too. So he's a survivor of Order 66. And the thing is, though, uh, Huion hasn't seen him yet. Oh. As soon as we... As soon as a scene is shown where Huion actually gets a glimpse of him, he's going to know who he is. And we're going to find out who he actually is. Um like a lot of people are pretty sure Balin's master was Plo Koon because he fights a lot like him. Um, So there's a good chance that's who his master is. Okay. Um, And that's why at the end of episode two, um, he wasn't too happy. Like it's, it made him, you can see it in his face. I'm like, it made him depressed that he has to go kill Ahsoka. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm just being honest. He's like, there's just so few of us yeah he was like truth <laughs> yeah so the reason why is because if Plo Koon is his master he knows Plo Koon found ahsoka and brought her into the jedi temple when she was a child okay so he knows that he almost would see her if they were which means those two know each other fairly closely which means Balin would probably if they once they remember who each other is Balin probably sees her as like kind of a little sister he doesn't want to kill her and you even see that what made him a uh, bad or whatever well, he we is. don't know mm. so we know he survived right. order 66 and there's only so many ways you can survive order 66 he probably disappeared to the unknown regions uh so people wouldn't find him and then the only way to survive after that point is to either become a mercenary or just stay in hiding he probably became a mercenary just and to survive
2: yeah that's um, why he's I, like it, it's just about the money
0: so just like um the character uh bowden in jedi survivor who is the same way he is a mercenary you think he's your friend through the whole game and then he turns Mm-mm. um and you find out yeah he was an, he was also a survivor order 66 and his way of surviving and protecting his family was starting to work for the empire uh and that which was,
2: has I hear it has great
0: benefits yeah so which is the same which is the same thing like all the all the potential younglings um that weren't completely Jedi knights yet somewhere somewhere um where became inquisitors Um, and this is why inquisitors suck at battle there's only a couple that are halfway good is because they weren't actually completely trained um which is why we get into merrick uh why ahsoka couldn't just take care of him in a couple seconds Mm -hmm. he was a little better than your typical inquisitor or else she would have just made quick work of him Mm -hmm. and she didn't who is he so and this is where everybody is speculating who the heck he is the one of the big things, obviously a lot of people along with myself, uh, think he could be Starkiller. Um, I just wanted to have it because I wanted to be canon and because the video game. <laughs> well, it would fit, it, really well. it would. would fit really well. It makes sense. It would fit really well because the name is really close. Uh, and obviously, Merrick also refers to a wolf within the Arthurian, uh storyline, so it also fits with that. Uh, but it also fits of how Dave Floney tells stories because he would be pinning um, Vader's apprentice against Anakin's apprentice, mm-hmm. which is great. That is brilliant. Like two sides of the same man getting put against each other. Yeah, that's that. That's great. That's so cool. Um, so, I don't know
2: how that's bad storytelling, but I think yeah. Bad so out.
0: the other one that I don't think has any basis. I think people are really, really pulling to think this is going to be a thing. A lot of people think it's Ezra. It's not Ezra. People. I, I, I don't buy that theory. I don't think there's any ground for it. There's no proof toward it. It's not Ezra. And then there's Luke. Uh, Luke. Yeah, so we'll get into Luke one in a minute. <laughs> Luke could be possible. Um, so, and the fact that Ezra disappeared into the uh, to the other galaxy along with Thrawn. They are both there. And that's the main reason why they're building this giant ring because they need to go to the other galaxy. Um, they If Ezra made it back there already, then that's a whole other thing. He didn't make it back there, people. He's still in that galaxy. And the Republic doesn't believe it. Or whoever they are. The rebels. Not the... The, 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 new, the, the, the Republic, new Republic. The New Republic. Yeah, they, they, they're they like, they're dead! And, and, and I get that, because you... Okay, so... And I completely get where the New Republic is coming from, because they don't want another war, and, and I get Harris trying to stop another war. Mm-hmm. But, uh, politically, if the public finds out that the New Republic is continuing the war, they're not going to be happy yeah and they don't need that i completely get that mm-hmm. um so the other theory of who merrick is is if they are because we know dave filoni loves this the Air of the empire trilogy which he is finally doing he is literally making the Air of the empire trilogy in his own like image pretty much um because he was a teenager when he wrote it i was i think i was like 10 years old <laughs> anyway uh so yeah he was in his later teens he's 47, I think, Dave Flynn. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and that's what really pushed him in getting the Star Wars. It's an absolutely great trilogy. If you've never read it, it's a great trilogy. Even though it's not canon anymore, it's great. It's amazing. Uh, but at the end of that trilogy, Luke fights himself. Uh, Jean-Marc makes a clone of Luke Skywalker, and he fights himself. Absolutely great. So, this, the other theory is this: if he wants to follow the the Empire thing and get as close as he can, that this clone is Luke Skywalker. Well, with two U's, people, so you know. Because that's how they did the clone naming. They added two U's. <laughs> two you, Luke. So, yeah, it's it's a really cool book. But the thing is, though, if this follows that, so in the books, Mara Jade kills the other Luke Skywalker in the fight, because it's both of them fighting him. Um, if that's true, that means Shin, I think, is going to turn to the other side. She's going to turn to the light completely. Mm. Well, or she's going to stop being a mercenary, because I don't think she's bad she's uh, just following orders yeah she's not a bad person i like mm-hmm. so and i think if that happens it'll be her and ahsoka take out this person if could be the clone luke because hmm. that
2: but that that person's working with her right now yeah in episode three and um, they talked and they're like as you wish and yeah, they're like oh yeah, that's that's what he said
0: in 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 unleashed i'm like So does he have a Vader, yeah. (laughs) No, but he had a very well, very Vader esque way to him. So that's why people think he could be a clone Mm -hmm. of Vader, like Starkiller. Well, Starkiller wasn't a clone of Vader, but um, but yeah, he is an apprentice of Vader. So that's why people are thinking like there's like it's pretty grounded for people that are into that theory that that's Starkiller, but because like in
2: in Unleash One, he gets killed, right? Yeah, and then Unleash Two, he's a clone, yes, and that's what he's having memory,
0: yeah, things. There's a bunch of clones of them, yeah, yeah. Um, so because in the first one you get to choose to choose the light side or the dark side, mm-hmm. think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool. So yeah, that was a good game. I um, and the thing that pisses me off about this, so I, hear, I saw people criticizing the second episode. Um, and this is where Sabine obviously is getting trained again, uh, in the Force and how to use a lightsaber. Um, and basically they have a whole big conversation why Sabine can't use the Force yet, why she might not be able to. And Ahsoka explains to her every little every living thing has the force in it everybody has the force in it it's episode three it's a muscle yeah Yeah, it's a muscle that you have to use and it might not be always that strong. Like a person with low muscle mass in reality ain't gonna lift a whole lot of weights they might be able to lift a little bit but he because their muscle mass is not enough they're not going to be able to lift like 500 pounds they'll lift like maybe 100 at some point Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah um that's the same thing that's how metachlorians work and that's why Anakin is so powerful, was the powerfulest Jedi there was, because his metachlorine count was off the charts. Mm. So he had a direct connection to the force. He could do anything he wanted, pretty much. Um, so and that's why, like, Huyan's, like, you have you are the worst candidate I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> because her Metachlorine count is probably so low. It's not even it's not worth training her. It's not worth the effort because what she can achieve is just not worth the time um so she'll have the ability of the force i don't think she'll ever be able to pick up thing move or anything she'll like she'll be able to sense things she'll be able to possibly catch up on people's what they're thinking maybe she, what's gonna happen She's the last seat of, of the series she's gonna hit a light switch or something <laughs> but no, she's never going to be and that's really what it comes down to and that's and i love the fact because george lucas explained it that same way in an interview like a couple like seven years ago and it's recorded in a book called the Jedi Archives, uh, which is a whole like it has a whole bunch of stuff on the background of the making of Star Wars, along with like artwork um, and stuff like that. And that interview's in there, and it's like it's it's exactly what he said the Force was. And she just he just wrote it so it's a line in a show explaining to another character. I love that it was great because uh, that's right from George Lucas how the Force actually works. Um, and then a lot of other people were pissed off the fact that she got out of the ship and fought them. I love that. I was like, yes, <laughs> she's just dead on the oh, ship and be like, come at me, bro. The only thing I, the only, the only
2: problem I had with that is, how did she change so fast? <laughs> how would she put a whole like a spacesuit on? I don't know. She's quick. Anyway, <laughs> um, I be like, give me a minute. Hold on. Ah, shit, the zipper's stuck. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah and if you don't know this they've done this like three other times throughout star wars anakin's done this but the person that obviously a lot of people are going to remember i think it was second season of clones uh clone wars uh plocoon did this Got out on the starship that was did and started kicking the shit out of uh vulture droids yeah. um so this has happened more than once and this was a callback to that if anybody doesn't know That's what they were trying to emulate, and so many people said, um, because I was in the watch party uh, for watching it, because I had uh, theories up, because he was doing a live watch thing, I had him Mm. up on my phone, and so many people were saying, oh, that is such an Anakin move, (laughs) which is true, that's what Dave Filoni wants you to see. She wants you to see that this is an apprentice of Anakin. Oh, yeah. yeah. They want you to see that. Um, And they land on the planet, obviously, and then they get out and start to track down, obviously... They're going on to find out what the heck is behind where... What's going to happen here? Why are they trying to get to this other planet and stuff like that? And there's something about those flying whales. Well, no, those are Pergo. Yeah, well, like, that's how Ezra got to... That's what how Ezra took uh, him and Thrawn to the other galaxy at the end of Rebels. Yeah, but apparently like they need those to be able to use the thing. No, 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 no. They... So... Well, that's what I, that's what I was So wondering. they need to... Okay, so the reason why the whale so. The whales actually live around that planet. Mm-hmm. And they have na- natural hyperlanes that they travel on. And that's where the early hyperlanes were designed on were the hyperlanes that they travel on. So kind of like how sea turtles work. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, Whoa, we so, <laughs> so they have to follow the pergo through those hyperlanes to know where they're going. Mm-hmm. But they are building a ring uh, like one of the most powerful hyperdrives that they've ever built to get to that other galaxy mm-hmm. but they need to follow the Purgle to that other galaxy oh. um ezra could already communicate and travel with the purple and i think that was all if anybody doesn't know if you don't watch mandalorian there was a big hint that grogu was going to be able to do the same thing that ezra does mm-hmm. if he didn't catch it uh which is probably going to happen Uh, eventually down the line in the shows and stuff like that um so why ezra hasn't taken the pergol back we don't know um uh whatever happened to them we're gonna get a reveal obviously eventually of whatever happened to them they're in a stasis hopefully soon (laughs) um but the episode ends with Balin telling his uh battle droids uh hunt them down please and when he says that he says it with like a sense of oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you, like, you're telling your employee something you don't agree with doing. Yeah, we need to. Kind that. of thing. Like, yeah, we go need, do that, please. We, we need to terminate them. Yeah, like, that's how his sentiment was toward them. Like, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. We got to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you can see he's not in, they're doing this to show you that he's not completely a bad guy. He's doing this because he's working for uh, Morgan Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we will see how far that goes uh, before he possibly turns. A lot of people suspecting that he's going to sacrifice himself at the end of the season, killing possibly Morgan Elizabeth. But we better see some goddamn magic before that. When she first said, I will deal with it, I was like, oh, I don't care she's a bad guy. She better use some magic. And she did. I was like, God damn it!" Now, <laughs> did he finish the first season before he passed the actor? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it ends, though. Uh, we know the next season isn't going to be for a while because of the hiatus. Every, because of everything. Yeah, there. yeah. And we're pretty sure we won't see any of the shows. We're not going to see Mandalorian, Boba Fett, none of those. We are going to get the movie, which is in 2025, uh, which will probably be a time jump anyway. So, and that movie is probably going to take place in the other galaxy because you know, it's pretty obvious right now. I'm pretty sure Dave Filoni is trying to bypass the sequel trilogy and do his own thing which is awesome he can do his own thing and not affect anything that's current in star wars which All is right. really cool and jason Sindula was in it which i am so sure i don't know i will i saw that i'm so like what? i yeah so jason see so <laughs> if if i'm wrong i'm wrong but i'm going to predict it now just so we can call back to this thing i predicted this jason Sindula is going to become darth kitus and we will see but that'll be the end of this podcast if you don't know who he is look it up um but because he's not canon anymore so we will see but thank you for joining in and checking out this podcast remember to share it out wherever you share your podcast out and rate us wherever you you're on itunes right now if you're listening to our podcast you can give us a rating right on the itunes podcast we would greatly appreciate it and we will be back in two weeks for another episode with more tech more gaming and more pop culture tell your friends about us Send them to our YouTube channel at Tech Prime Media, and uh, we'll
2: see you next time. Oh, we got a new video on TikTok. Yeah, For the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, Tech Prime Media.